something you addressed too in, in your newsletter and we all wrote about it is like one of the other things too that I think kind of is making the the, situ- the Dame situation a little bit more calm right now and maybe not as the heat is turned all the way up is the fact that he can't actually be traded until July 9th. Okay, so I have to clarify that. I found out that that's actually not accurate. Oh. I found out that it's actually a six-month restriction, so he could be traded today if they want. Okay, okay, all right. So that's, well, then that that's makes my, me, that's, So then that makes me a little like, how bad does he really want to go? I still think that... I think, so my, my read on it, and again, you know, we do this every year. If you asked him what his number one desire is, it would be to be in Portland and feel like he has a shot. I don't think he is approaching this from a standpoint of, I got to come up with any excuse to get out of here as soon as possible. I think he is willing, like, I don't, I think he doesn't love that they made the pick last night, but he gets that it was the right move to make because I don't, I don't think Dame would have wanted them to trade the third pick for like Zach Levine or Brandon Ingram or something. Or Cat. Because those, that, right. Because that would be a bad trade for the sake of just making a trade for a name to say, hey, look, we got you help. So I think Dame doesn't love it, but he gets it. I think if the neck I think I think if the next two weeks with the trade stuff and free agency stuff also completely goes sideways, that's gonna be it. I think he's willing to give Joe one shot to do other stuff with the roster before he final you know, makes the decision final. If you had to ask today if you asked to ask me today, I think he's leaning that way. But I also think it's not 100 percent yet. Yeah, I think I think that's a great. Yeah, that, that's that's totally how I feel too. I think he's more into leaving than he's ever been into it. But I still think that nat- his his natural incl- inclination is to not. Uh, right. Which is this is so it's it's really an internal, you know, struggle there. Or and, and you know, I don't envy. I'll also say this. I don't envy it. Yeah, I'll also say this. Do it or don't. Yeah. If it doesn't happen this summer, we need to all just agree to, like, I'm not talking about, like, us in, you know, the local media, because we're all sick of talking about it, but maybe Dame could start saying no to some of these podcast invites or whatever, where he knows he's going to get asked about it. Like, we just, we need to, like, we do this every year where he gives some interview about how he wants to win in Portland, but blah, blah, blah. That turns into a whole news cycle. It happens every two weeks. And then, you know, he ends up staying. Like, can we just, if he ends up staying, can we just, like, not do that anymore? I mean, someone made this comparison, and I hadn't really thought about it until he said it. Uh, we were watching the finals at uh, a local establishment. You, I think, believe you were there. And a friend of mine. My- I don't think I watched the finals at a lo- Oh, no, was, was it that the, game? Game yeah, four, yeah, yeah. game four. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone made the comparison that it's, haven't it, it, it hasn't felt like this in a while but it's 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 reaching on will brett Favre retire or will <laughs> brett Favre come back to the green bay packers like it and they just drafted aaron Rodgers, right well yeah but but, but i'm just saying like the scoot like the yeah, the, 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 the blazers just the drafted blazers aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers, and it's like this like will they won't they the even though basketball isn't played like football and you can play right. two great point guards at the same time and you don't have to just have one but it is it is a lot like the way in which it basically has its own block on first take now is like straight out of like the Brett Favre will he won't he playbook 
And it's just like, that's why I don't think even if he stays, it's ever going to go away because this is an, this is a big thing for ESPN. They're just going to milk that. Like it's going to milk it, man. There's like, they're just going to keep milking it. Like that's, that's all it's they're going to do. It's a content vertical. Yeah, it's a them. content it's vertical. The, the Damian Lillard trade. Like what are they going to do when Dame retires? And they don't have that. Like, are they just going to like out of force of habit, like he retires in like 2029 20, or what whatever. If Damian and then had gotten traded to the blank. And no, like, I just remember new content. Like, the, I just think like force of habit 2031, like Stephen A. Smith is going to catch himself yelling like the New York Knicks need to go get Damian Lillard. And then like, then they like remember that he retired because it's just like so drilled into it now. Yeah. Well, I, it was, that was probably my favorite first take. I, I think it was like, maybe it was right after it was like after game three, I think it was. And it was like, like, uh, like Stephen A had clearly like gone out on South Beach the night before, and he was like pretty. You could tell he was like a little tired. What, sure. what didn't didn't really have like the full the full battering in his back. He, like he had been he had been he had been uh, participating in some in some adult beverage. Exactly, and and respect to him. Like it's the NBA Finals. In, oh no, uh, NBA Finals on dude. South Beach. But I, I could just feel like the hungover energy. Like someone asked him, like, what does he think needs to happen? He goes, Damian Lillard needs to get traded. <laughs> it's just like. And it was just like, and it was like in the middle of the it's finals. Just, it's just playing. Like, it's just playing the hits at this point, dude, man. It, like, it really is. And so, like, it's so lazy. And I think everyone wants it to be over. But the problem is, is that like, I mean, I think we've kind of reached the point now where the public perception of Dame has shifted to where every time he, you know give some hint that he might leave and then doesn't people are just like shut up dude it's like it's kind of it's i saw some wild. i saw somebody yeah, it's kind of wild how he went from, i mean like I ex- he went from the guy everybody loves who does stuff the right way to now like he you know now that like some of it through his fault because he keeps doing these interviews and going on these podcasts and, and agreeing to these profiles and some of it not his fault because most people who cover the NBA don't know how to talk about the NBA any other way besides why is this star not leaving a small market. Right. But through the transaction lens. But because of because of uh I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. You know, because of all of these factors, his entire thing now, as far as his public image has become he's the loyal guy. He's the guy that does it the right way. And he's the guy that, you know, doesn't run from the grind, if you will. And every time you know, it, it he starts making noise like he is right now or like he did in the summer of 21 after the Neil Chauncey stuff or whatever. Uh, and then it doesn't happen. People are just like, come on, dude. Like, stop doing this. We know how this is going Well, go. and I think the other perception, too, that happens is... I do think it's actually, like, quite a, a difficult decision for him. It is. And, but I, I think that a lot of people believe that he's playing up how hard of a decision is to like play up the loyalty points and, and, and doing it almost as like an end unto itself is, 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 and and I think people kind of like maybe just don't care as much. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Cause it's, cause this, this, it's been done. This whole, this whole news cycle we did it. Two, I I mean, think two, we got two like, years ago was the peak of this news cycle, in my opinion. Like he was like, he yeah. was like, prob- like, because it felt like you know he was going to be gone, or 
you know, if something didn't happen and then Olshay ended up getting forced out and that ended up being the thing I think that ended up keeping him here. And, and, yeah. and I guess that too, but like, you know, I, I have to wonder too, like with all this stuff and maybe it hasn't gone the way he hoped, you know, does he trust this, these guys any more than he trusted Olshay to do anything at this point? You know, I, I think, I think there's, I do wonder if, if, if there is that like word that like kind of lack of trust there that has been kind of, that has kind of, that I think they had a grace period to kind of win. Right. And I don't know if they've won that trust, I guess would well, be my, and I, I don't well, think they've Joe won took it. over. Well, when Joe took over as GM, he basically said like, it's going to take me 18 months to get this roster right. And, you know, get, you know, you clean up the books and get all these assets and do what we need to do. It's kind of been 18 months. Yeah. And look, they're in a much so, better position than they were. And I think now, I the, think so. So here's I think here's the here's the difference between the previous front office shortcomings and maybe what we perceive as this front office shortcomings. I do not think Joe Cronin is a used car salesman. I don't think Joe Cronin is actively lying to people like maybe his predecessor did. I think Joe Cronin genuinely believes that he's going to be able to salvage this with Dame and that he's going to be able to do what he needs to do. I wonder if he fully knows what he's up against. Yeah. I mean, look, I think, I think objectively speaking, if you can, if you can get it right, if you're a small market, the two timelines refilling your star players and getting your nailing your draft picks like you know the archetype is san antonio mm -hmm. where they had david robinson who was a little bit older but then they got tim duncan and then tim duncan was was the star and then tony parker came and tony parker was all of a sudden the star and then ginobili was in his prime and then ginobili kind of became the guy and then Kawhi leonard comes down the line and then he becomes the guy and then you mix in you know, they had all of these different guys that they, that they were able to pick and plug and play and of all ages and all timelines, so to speak. So in a world in which you can actually keep your superstar player, nail all your, your young draft picks, retain the talent that you want to retain, there is a world in which that creates the, the contending type of team that Dame one day wants. That's kind of what Denver has right now. When you've got Jokic, you drafted well with, like, Murray, and, you know, the Porter thing has worked out. Bruce Brown was, like, a good under-the-radar free agent signing. You hit on Christian the Aaron Brown Gordon in the, trade. in the first round. The Aaron Gordon trade was, like... Like, Denver is kind of the archetype of what I think the Blazers think they're trying to do here. Yeah, like, that, exactly. I mean, and, and like, they, they hit on their second-round pick. I mean, Christian Brown was, you know, in the rotation in the NBA Finals you know, less than like a year removed from playing in college, you know? So, so like, yeah. I, I think, I also think that the notion, like, I totally get it. The average, like, I do agree with Cronin's like take general take that like scoot is not your average 19 year old. And totally. It's, but you also, you just tried to sell that to Dame with Shaden Sharp a year ago and maybe that one worked out, but I still don't think he has an appetite to be sold that two years. No, ago. but I guess, they are very different in that Shaden didn't play at all for like a year. And Scoot has been playing against grown men in the G League for two seasons. Like, and, and, and like, while they have less games than the 82 game schedule, 
it's something that more closely mimics the NBA lifestyle than what college kids go through. And and he's worked with like NBA level trainers and NBA level, you know, coaching staffs and and you know, played against NBA players. Played on the NBA court with the NBA yeah. three-point line, which you know, he didn't shoot it, you know, great. I think he shot it like overall, I think including like the the most positive way to view his shooting, I believe it included the Wemby games was like 33% or around like in the 30s. Like if you want to include all mm-hmm. those games. And so I, I just think that he has a lot of experience there. And to me, that that is a difference maker for me. And, and also too, like to get him at a rookie scale contract, yeah. even if he's a six man, like – I mean, I can't wait if he, if Dame stays. I'm going to be looking very closely at trying to get odds on Scoot Henderson to win six man of the year. Because like, 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 like it, it, it's a hot take. We think he's, we think, we think, we think he starts or we think Shaden starts. Damn, that's a good question, man. I I, I feel like sh- I, it depends on. I guess it depends on what they do with the rest of the roster. Yeah, like like if they like do they say like oh we want to start Dame and I'm already this is classic Blazer fan brain right here, but I'm like I'm already going like Dame. <laughs> You're going. Shane, let's say they get Harrison get, Barnes at the or, middle. Or, or, or even if they don't, Dame, Shaden, Chris Murray, Jeremy Nurk, scoot off the bench. Title contender, uh, Matisse, baby. You know, like, 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 I, like, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm just now we're now we're right back to 2009 Blazers Edge fan posts. Uh, let's trade Steve Blake and Travis Outlaw for Chris. Paul. That's right. That's right. We are. We're back. That's the end. That's the energy we're bringing which, back. Which, like, you know, it yeah, it didn't seem like Zion was early over on the table. I do think while you and I were on the Zion train, I do think mm-hmm. like. Probably eighty percent of Blazer fans were like, "No, no, not again, not again." Like, I, I, like, I really do think like we were a very vocal minority of Blazer fans that wanted to take the the risk it, the risk it for the biscuit. And I, as I was saying online for for Zion, but right, I do think there were a lot of traumatized, PTSD addled. Blazer fans who were just like no under any circumstances can we do this. Anybody with lower body, any big any man big with man lower with, body yeah, injuries, exactly. And it's like, yeah. And look, as much as I do believe in the, I, you know, I was the vegan Zion or pescatarian Zion. It is, it is, it is an easy town to eat a lot of food too. So maybe it was Zion and big corbs at Tusk. Yeah, Zion and big corbs eating the salads at Tusk. <laughs> we would have to like have a rule that like Zion can only go to JoJo PDX like twice a month. <laughs> Shout out to Justin. Yeah, shout, shout out, shout out, out to, to Justin. Shout out to uh, Josh Hart who ate there like right before he got traded. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Hart, I have to say, I'm definitely coming around on this Chris Murray thing, and Josh Hart for Chris Murray, just just positionally, not even talking about the money, like just in terms of like the positional fit, is a great trade. The Josh Hart trade was objectively a good trade. It, they got a first-round pick for a guy they weren't going to re-sign. Which one is better, that one or the Jeremy trade? 
Jeremy is a better player, so I'm going to go with the Jeremy trade. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, it depends. It depends. It depends on what happens in free agency. I still expect him to resign. It also depends. Like, let's say Giannis leaves or something, and then it's a 2030. Isn't it 2025 bucks pick or something like that? You can't worry about. Yeah, that. exactly. No, the I, pick is too, that pick is too far out. You can't worry about that. You're right. You're right. I'm. I'm just. I'm just. You know. Once you trade a pick, my thing is once you trade a pick, you've traded the pick, and you can't worry about it anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but the yeah the Josh, the Josh trade, I'm really honestly like I'm kind of getting like, like a little bit of Scott and Freud about uh, his contract. Like, what do we think he's gonna get? Like eighteen twenty a year? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like or like yeah, like four yeah four eighty four seventy five. Have fun with that. Would Blazer fans have wanted them to pay him that if they hadn't traded him? Hell no, they wouldn't. I I think I think there was a lot of because look he was a fan favorite he 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 he's still a yeah. fan favorite like he like and he's a great dude I love Josh personally great, tone setter tough as nails like like great hustle guy but like you know kind of the same size as Dame yeah uh not actually like a defensive stopper like more of like a, a hustle guy rebounder. And, and I think sometimes, too, that he would over... I, I think that's his, probably my biggest gripe with Josh Hart. I think he overthinks. Which, like, I just think he just... Yeah. Like, I think sometimes he's... he's He just overthinks himself and just overthinks the game instead of just, like, kind of reading and reacting. I think, I, think, I think that would be, like, my biggest thing that I'm just like, damn. Like... And we'll see what happens with the Knicks, man. Like, that's, that's like... See what happens in the Knicks. See what happens in the Nets. I mean, if the Nets don't do anything, this is my favorite. This is my like new hope. Okay. Is you think they revisit? Because what? What if? Well, like, or like, what if they revisit it and it's like, oh wait, you guys suck. What if it's like not even like it's not even scoots on the table anymore. It's like ant and stuff. Like I, I mean, I mean that's that's like the greedy getting greedy. Like that involves going into the season with the four guards, and I don't think that. No, I don't I think, think that's, that's tenable. Yeah, I don't think that's tenable. But 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 uh, I do think. But here's a, so here's such. It's so hard to describe. I see the I see the vision. I I I, I respect your spirit here. I yeah. respect the positive thinking. The thing that's so hard to square with me about this is you look at every single one of these moves that has been made over the last let's say year. The only one that you can say this was just an objectively bad move was signing Gary Payton in free agency. Right. That's the one where you can say that just completely, that was a disaster. Like, I understand why, like, the thinking behind it, but, you know, they were looking at Bruce Brown. Right. Like, exactly. that was I, mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like the two, the other guy that they were considering ended up being, ended up the being like man. the most important role yeah. player on the team that the won the title. It's just like, so great job. They get. The Gary Payton trade was a disaster, or the, the Gary Payton signing was a disaster for a lot of reasons that we've talked about a million times. But so take that one out of it. Not trading the seventh pick for plus stuff for OG Ananobi and drafting Shaden Sharp. Good move. Well, wouldn't it, what, for was, Jeremy, wasn't it going to be Shaden and another pick? Shaden and another pick and Nas and Josh. <laughs> Not doing that and drafting Shaden Sharp instead. Good move. Yes. Trading for Jer- trading what they. Tr- what little they traded for Jeremy Grant, good move. Yeah. Getting a first-round pick for Josh Hart at the deadline, good move. Getting Matisse Thibel basically for nothing, good move. Not, oh, you know, giving away this pick last night, 
and and said drafting Scoot Henderson, good move. All these moves individually, you look at them and say, you know, he probably made the Joe probably made the right call here. They just they haven't added up to what they're they were hoping they were going to add up to, and we don't know if they're going to add up to it. So it's just it's kind of hard to square like all of these decisions objectively. You could look at and say individually these were good. You know, these this was the right set of decisions that they made. But you don't know where it's headed or, or what it's going to lead to. I feel like that is maybe the greatest encapsulation of the Chauncey and Joe era. Is a lot of individuals have made a lot of great individual improvements. Ant has gotten better. Shaden's gotten better. Trenton Watford's gotten better. Even Dame has gotten better. And yet, right. they're not better together. And so, can this can the Chauncey Joe group do that? I think that to me is the biggest question because they've been able to accumulate talent, they've been able to develop talent, but they've yet to develop. They've yet to demonstrate that they can collect talent that plays well and grows well together in a way where the where the the sum, like it, it's it's greater than the sum of the parts. Like it, it it where I feel like as much as we you know clown on Olshay, like his team's most and Terry Stotts I think was a huge reason why, and his system right. of like ball movement and getting guys involved and just like just being a really smart offensive coach, I think he was able to maximize what all the sum of the parts can give you. But I just think that's. That's like 50% of the job is being able to not only develop your talent and improve it and collect it and retain it, but to get it to work well together. And I think that is the missing piece so far, uh, I would say, of the of the Chauncey Joe era is a lot of great moves on their own, but it has yet to result in something that looks like a collective. And I think that's my – today, that's still the feeling. Now – Maybe it will work, and maybe this is maybe this is. But I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't blame Dame at all for being like, is it? Because, because I'm kind of like, is it? Me too. Because, because, and also, like, that's another thing too. Like, frankly, like, is the coach? Is he gonna like? I mean, I think he could be. He can be a good coach. I, I I've been hard on Chauncey. I think he can be a good coach. But he just hasn't quite been a good – he just hasn't been a good coach yet. And so when is that going to happen? Is it going to happen? And, and and where do they go if it doesn't work out? Um, because – and and if they make the playoffs, does that save Chauncey's job? Does that – like – because I think we're, we're entering year three now of, of his – and he's on a five-year deal, right? Something like that. I, I think I, I think the fifth year might be a team option. I don't know that for sure, but yeah, you're you're in the right ball. So yeah. I think it's like, I think it's kind of like put up or shut up time for for them. And and so, like we can't we can't we can't go we can't be in the middle of this next, uh, you know this this coming season. And still be talking about well, you know, we can't really evaluate Chauncey yet because he hasn't had the roster that like or that's been the thing. Like yeah, obviously, we can't. Or obviously, the, the first year, the first year, like Joe either, which like we gave Joe well, like the first, like the first, well, like the first, the first year with all the Neil stuff and then like the Dame surgery and all the trades, like that one, I'm I'm fine with throwing that one out for Chauncey. 
this one, like that, what they've been doing is saying, you know, it, you know, the roster was incomplete. You know, we knew that it was going to be a slow build. You can't. I mean, we're kind of getting both for both of them. We're kind of the whatever the grace period was. Like, we're, it's kind of it's kind of here now. It's it's so yeah, so so yeah. they better like. I mean, for their sake, like if they keep Scoot, like he better be like the sixth man of the year for this to work out. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of how it's got to be if it, if it's gonna work out. I think is like, and so Shaden has to make the leap. Shaden has to, you know, Shaden has to make the leap. They have to get a good deal for Ant. They they have to get a, a like either a wing or a front court player, like maybe like a, you know, like John Collins, uh, who who's been out there. I mean, I wouldn't love that. I mean, I would really love. You have to upgrade the Nurk spot. Yeah, well, I mean, Atlanta, I don't know how realistic would, that is, but you have to. Do I mean, that. to me, Clint Capella would be an upgrade if they could get. Oh yeah, If they could get Clint Capella, and he seems like the way more like Atlanta seems like their way, they would way more be into way be into a lot. Be ah, I can't even talk right now. They would be a lot more into getting rid of Clint Capella than Nyeka Kwangu. because like. Okay, but then, what does Nurkic do for them? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you'd have to give up Ant. And I don't know what Ant does for them because they already have DeJounte and Trey, but it's the Hawks. Like, it sounds like Tony Wrestler's son basically runs it and Landry Fields is a figurehead. And so what what happens with that? I mean, I mean, I think Atlanta's a, a really interesting team. I think it sounds like Phoenix is just a non-starter because I don't think that, like, Portland wants to pay DeAndre Ayton $30 million a year and – or – give them another ball handler and help them and make them a better team when you're ostensibly competing against them. I don't think that make, I don't think that trade, I trade with that makes sense at all. I mean, a lot of people have been mentioning it though, because I think, you know, the, 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 the Suns have no depth and, and what about Washington? What about trying to up, you know, maybe you have to give up like a couple second round picks or something. You can, you know, because Washington is clearly in the mode of like we'll take bad contracts for picks. What if you give them a couple of those second rounders and get for Nurk and you get back Daniel Gafford? I mean that that's the one that's the one thing I can think of that's like this might be possible and this actually makes sense. Yeah, I mean that that's because they don't have a center. I mean they have Daniel Gafford, but like, and they're gonna have two young guards who, at least Jordan Poole is thrives in the pick and roll. And the one thing about Nurk that you can absolutely say is that he sets up a mean screen. And, yeah. and, and so, and, and he, he, and he's usually a pretty good role man. I mean, he's not great, but he's good at, at he, like, like the Dame Nurk pick and roll was like the grass, you know, it was like the most efficient play in basketball, like four years ago. Like, so, so I think, I think there is maybe a way that they could do that where they could get a Daniel Gafford and maybe a Corey Kispert, or, or, or something like that, which I wouldn't love that. Um, but Gafford, he's a shooter. He's, exactly, he's a wing shooter. Which is like they just need guys of that size that can play on the wing because that's always been, you know, the number one thing that has been lacking next to Lillard is is passable wing play on both ends. Usually, you get one or the other, defense or offense. It's 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 rarely been both next to him. Which I think is what's enticing about Chris Murray. 
Yeah, well, we. I think we're gonna do this again after. I think. I think you and I have. I have a few uh, like ideas of like guests I want to get lined up in the next couple of weeks. But I think why don't you and I? I think are gonna reconvene after summer league once everything settles and we'll see where everything lands. Real quick, maybe the most important Blazers story of the last twenty four hours. We have found out that Scoot Henderson is going to wear number double zero. <sighs> Love and- it. That is, that is, to me, that is the, like, that, like, cements to me. I was, I was, I was texting with, uh, with a mutual friend of ours earlier about the news. I don't know if you saw this, that the Wizards announced that Bilal Koulibaly. Did you see what number he's no. wearing? What is he wearing? He is wearing a number that the Wizards have not given out in a long time that Russell Westbrook could not even get, because, even though he had worn it for most of Oh, they gave him number zero? They gave him Gilbert Arenas' number, and this person that I was that I sent this to wow. said, this curses Bilal Koulibaly. No, it I think whatever the op. I think whatever the opposite of that is, is what is happening with Scoot Henderson. Like, wearing picking number double zero as a franchise point guard... That like cement like that that is that's innovation. That is something that like is not been done. Like if he was just wearing number like one or number ten or like if he was wearing like a normal point guard number, you think about double zero. You think about like Robert Parrish. You think about Kevin Duckworth. Shout out to his family. You think about Blazers Mellow. Blazers Mellow. Aaron Gordon with the Magic. Uh, Tony Delk. Uh, like it's a big man number. Yeah. A uh, point guard. If especially if Scoot ends up being as good as people say he's gonna be. He's doing something innovative with his jersey number, and I think that means he's a Hall of Famer. I think so, too, and I think he's doing a great job of cleansing the double zero after Gary Payton uh, two. After <laughs> Gary Payton two's... After that whole thing. After that, yeah. that run with the double zero. That was not a great... <laughs> well, it's like... Well, so it's like... It's like... It like goes... It, it really goes like back and forth because the after Kevin Duckworth, the Blazers had not given it out until Ennis Cantor. That's right. So it's like the opposite energy because it's like goes Ennis Cantor and then Mello. So those are like two opposite levels of vibes. Oh yeah. And then the Gary Payton thing too was, was terrible vibes. And now Scoot. Now we're kind of swinging back towards Scoot. I love it, and I, 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 I it's a much needed reset for the double zero. Um. And you know, I guess it'd be kind of cool if Damon, Damon, him get at least you know half a season together. Those will be some great pictures of zero and double zero. In the backcourt, going back to the mellow like arms around each other thing. Yes, just bring bring back the bring back the feeling. I'm sorry to Danny Meringue. I know mellow was not your guy. Yeah, I know there were a lot of. It was a for many of us. It was a. It moment. was a vibe. For those of us who care about such things, it was a vibe. But man, I, I ultimately it's an exciting time to be a Blazer fan. I think I think especially where compared to where they've been for the last two seasons this is the most exciting because because it was like you know they lose to denver and they're like and then they fire stats and it's just kind of just been a chaotic and kind of and then, like the chauncey neal stuff, the and, then stuff dame, and, then, and then like the yeah. like dame maybe he's gonna leave and then the next season like neil gets fired and then like dame has the surgery and they trade cj and they trade every like La- I think it's been last rough, summer. Bro. It's been a rough two years, dude. Except for last, except for last summer, when you know they drafted, they drafted Shaden Sharp, traded for Jeremy Grant, and you know Dame signed the extension, 
And then like the first two weeks of last season. Yeah, when they started ten and three, and, and like the, they the and then winner, like 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 that. Was, ever like, since then, yeah, with a little brief spike with the with the Tristan uh, airplane rap video. That's like the and the seventy one point game. That's like it. Yeah, yeah, but it's been and I guess a lot, but like lottery night, and then yesterday, you know, even though it has felt bittersweet. I think uh, in a lot of ways, I, I think it's still such a much better place to be in than they were in two years ago at this time. And so the organization is in a better place today than it was in two days ago. Yes. Which is, I think Joe Cronin is right about that. It, this is, again, this goes back to what I was saying. Every single, like, the decision not to trade the third pick and to take Scoot Henderson was the right decision. It's just, I also understand why people feel the way about it that people feel about it, including Damian Lillard. Yes, and, and why it's disappointing, but it's also, I do think that there's, like, a sense that, and I think that was, like, one of my main points that came back to on my Blazer Banter, is that there's just no... There's no silver bullet, not only for the Blazers, which a lot of people have been saying. I think Woj said that today. There was no magic trade that was going to turn the Blazers into contenders with the third pick. I don't think that there's a magic trade that gets Dame a ring either uh, automatically because the shit is hard. As as, um, Miami's Pat Riley once said, after they lost to the Spurs in 2014 right before LeBron left – this shit is hard. And Miami did it this year, but like, are there threes going to fall at a historic rate in the next postseason? Is Giannis going to get hurt again? Like, it, are the Celtics going to poop themselves again? I mean, I, I don't love the smart trade, but like, you know, you have to go through Boston again. And it's like, these are all legitimate questions that I just like I don't necessarily see this like magical like the 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 path to freedom doesn't come with a championship. I guess is what I'm there's no guarantee and I think that's what I you know always Dame says that all the time in these in, when he does these national interviews is like what is it going to take for them to get at me and then what happens if he goes to one of these places and it doesn't work out? Then he's on the Westbrook cycle of uh, getting bounced around every year or two. The Chris Paul is now in that zone too, and he's like one of the five greatest point guards of all time. And that's that's kind of what's going on with him now. Like, yeah. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier: was just Chris Paul getting traded to the Warriors was just like the final reminder of how stupid that whole thing is. And. I'm sorry, but, like, I don't feel like Golden State, like, unless they do, I don't know what else they're going to do, but I wouldn't, like, I'm not scared of Golden State. Like, if you're, if you're Portland, like, like, at this point, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think the West is super wide open, and, like, Phoenix doesn't even, like, even if they, like I said, they're so tough. Even heavy. if they stay healthy, I don't really love it. And then you've got Beal and KD who miss time every season for at least 20-something games. And Durant, you know, 
has had some really tough injuries. And they're going to be asking him to, you know, guard the best player on the other team every night and, you know, be a key scorer at 35 years old. Like, I, I, I just think there's so many more questions about teams in the West and teams in general in the league that I guess there's just no easy answer. So I, while nationally it's like, why hasn't Dame requested a trade yet? Or why, why isn't he gone? Or why won't Portland trade him? I just don't, I just don't know if there's a real compelling answer for him yet. And I think that's and a compelling answer for the Blazers. And I just think that that's, that's where they've been at. And I think that's probably why I think ultimately he will start the season at the very least with the Blazers. Because I just don't see the, the move that gets him what he wants and what he deserves, which is a chance at a championship. But I just don't know if I see it out there. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. We're going to see where it lands. Eric, blazerbanter.substack.com. That's right. Blazerbanter on Twitter. That's right. We're going to be doing it. I'm not. I'm probably going to miss a lot of those summer league games. But uh, I'm excited to see the tweets about them afterwards, for sure. Because I'll be... Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to be uh, on a vacay. You deserve it, man. Dude, you deserve, you deserve a vacay, bro. You're, uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see if they let. We'll, we'll see. see if this team lets you have one. We'll see if they let me have it, but uh, I'll I'll be back with. I have a couple things lined up uh, podcast wise, guest wise for next week, so we'll we'll do that soon. Th- thanks, everybody.